Chuck Shoot Podcast. This is going to be episode number 12. Got a great guest for you today, Izzy Presley. He is the uh, host of another effing podcast. Yeah, that's right. Great title, right? Another fucking podcast. Just what we all need. So um, I enjoy his podcast. Uh, he's also, I guess he hosts the Monsters of Rock Cruise, which sounds like an awesome gig. Um, he does stand-up comedy, and he's in an Ace Freely cover band. Um, I think he's writing a movie, too. So I'm going to ask him about all this stuff and his background. Uh, seems like an interesting dude. I've enjoyed his podcast. I listen to a lot of podcasts because... I need to interview the guests a lot of times, and um, I have to do research, so I end up listening to a lot of uh, rock-centered uh, podcasts. But he actually, he's had some rock stars on there, but also some other podcasters, and um, he's had uh, Eddie Trunk, uh, Ricky Rockman used to host uh, Headbangers Ball, um, Adam Carolla and the Vinny Tortorich guy, like those two guys, and... Um, Comedian Craig Gass, who I've also interviewed. Um, he also has porn stars on there, so quite the variety there. All right, welcome Izzy Presley. Izzy, how you doing, buddy? Um, uh, I'm all right. You know, wiping out the eye cheese and uh, sucking down some liquid diabetes over here in beautiful downtown Burbank. How are you, buddy? Great, just great. Um, so yeah, so you're the host of another effing podcast. So my first question is. Did you try to use, say another fucking podcast and they wouldn't let you? And is that why you call it another effing podcast? Um, I thought for the marketing side of it, uh, <laughs> at, for the logo, yeah, um, another effing podcast. And then I, you know, I worked off the ECW logo because I'm a wrestling dork. Um, but on the show, it's called another fucking podcast. Okay, but I right. I just figured for the uh, for the marketing side of it and uh for like iTunes and all that stuff, another effing podcast. Right. No, that's smart. Cool. So. Um, not to get uh, too historical here, but you're from central Minnesota. I don't really know a lot about your background other than you're from central Minnesota. Is that? I am uh, beautiful downtown St. Cloud. It's about an hour Northwest of Minneapolis. Um, in the 80s, it used to be a huge party town in the eighties. Like it was 85. I think it was, uh, St. Cloud state university. was like number one in playboy in the party schools. Really? Um, okay. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's small town, but it's not super small town, but you still got that small town mentality. So gotcha. Yeah. So, and then yeah. you, you worked as a sports and music director and a sports writer. Uh, so are you a Vikings fan or are you, are you twins or you do all the Vikings, Vikings, twins, wild. Uh, I'm not a big basketball guy, but, uh, you know, the, 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 the hockey, the baseball and the, and the football is what I really concentrated on when I was up there. Um, but I mean, my heart, like hockey wise, my heart still does lie with the stars because once you get a hockey team ripped away from you, mm -hmm. it like it never, it never, it, it sticks with you forever. It's like when the wild play the stars, it's like watching my ex-wife fight my new girlfriend who uh, I wish was still my ex-wife. Right. No, I'm from Seattle. Yeah. We had the Sonics, a basketball team, and then they turned oh, yeah, into yeah. the, uh, Oklahoma, whatever they are. And so, yeah, it's really weird to see them play. And not that I was a huge Sonics fan. I was more of a Seahawks guy. But, yeah, it's still strange yeah, yeah. When, it, when these teams move. I don't, I don't like it. But Back anyway. when the Seahawks had, uh, like, attractive uniforms. Uh, which would the old ones or the, they yeah, had the three different kinds. Days. Those are like, those <sighs> are cool looking. Yeah. These new ones are just disgusting. It's like, they look like USFL rejects. Yeah, you know, it took me a while to get you, but I'm actually used to it now. I actually think they look cool. When they first came out, I was on, I was definitely on that band, the the same uh, wavelength as you. But now I, I'm, I, maybe I'm used to them, but I, I like probably too because we won so much in those uniforms. I like them better. I, I mean, I like the old ones too. I have a Cortez Kennedy jersey and Steve Large and all those old guys. So you don't have a Bosworth jersey? 
Uh, you, you know what? I will send you a picture after this. Uh, my buddy dressed as the Bosworth this year for our fantasy oh, football nice. draft, and he nailed it. It was It's amazing. Nice. It's a nice. legendary. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's very cool. So uh, speaking of fans of different things, you got to tell me about this. Uh, we wanted to, I wanted to do the uh, podcast originally at 1 p.m., and you said, no, I, I can't miss Days of Our Life. I, could, I couldn't tell if you were kidding. Are you really a Days of Our Life fan? or what? I am a Days of Our Lives junkie. I've been watching wow. it since grade school. But really? ironically, <laughs> I, I, I had a chance to take a nap because um, they got these fires going on. So they've decided to broadcast the news instead of broadcast Days of Our Lives. It's like, don't they know people have priorities? Don't yeah. they know that I need my stories, God damn it? Yeah, so <laughs> you know what do they do they every, do they post it tomorrow then or do they just you just don't see that day? Oh, it'll replay at night. Oh. At some point, but of course I'll be sleeping or drunk. Okay. But <laughs> so you were in Minnesota before, but then yeah. you didn't you moved to California in 2013 basically you said kind of just for a change of scenery, but that turned into you kind of networking with all these entertainment professionals and kind of following the dream of the podcast yeah. and all that stuff. So is that yeah. when you, when you started another effing podcast, right? Well, I, I knew when I was coming out, that's the only thing I knew I was going to do when I came out here. Mm. Um, I, I was in your radio days in Minnesota and stuff. Like you I knew did some people. I did oh, uh, okay. a few people uh, like Larry Moran from Monsters of Rock Cruise is one of the, oh. one of the few people that I knew. Uh, Stevie Rochelle from Tough and Metal Sludge. Um, I knew him. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you just through the internet. Yeah. Um, oh, really? Okay. But I was going to uh, ask you about and, that. That's your yeah, theme but, song is, uh, is from, isn't Stevie Rochelle from, uh, Tough and, the cheeseheads with attitudes. He does your theme song. Oh God, let's not talk about the cheeseheads with attitudes. You're you're not a Packers guy, are you? No, but I I was always fascinated reading about it in Metal Edge that he had this like kind of like comedy music band thing yeah, that was yeah. a Packer thing. I was just like I was like curious. I was like, what is this? Because you couldn't. I don't think you could like buy the CD or anything, but it was just interesting. Oh, no, you can. Oh no, it's available. Oh, okay, and they go up and they play at Lambo. Mm. It's it's ridiculous. Packer fan is out of their fucking mind. Yeah, I love that, Stevie to death. He's one of my great buddies. That's <laughs> cool. I'm just like ripping on Packer fan. Yeah, uh, but no, dude, no, I'm a Seahawks honestly, guy all the way. So it just happened. Yeah. You know, shit just happened. Um, you know, you, you know, I, I got a gig um, hosting, um, being the fill-in host at the Ultimate Jam Night, um, which when that split from Lucky Strike where it was, and went to the whiskey, and then I got called to host the one at Lucky Strike. Um, and it's just like, I've met so many people through that. And it's like, you know, everybody that pretty much everybody that's going to be in my, uh, my country band now, um, they're all pros that I've met through there. Oh, you're going to you start know? a country band. I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. it's, 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 it's a pretty, uh, stellar lineup. I'm the uh, weak link, but <laughs> what now you play guitar and sing, right? I play guitar and sing. Yeah. 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 Okay, cool. Um, so getting back to the podcast. So I know that what do you think of like podcast rival rivalries? Like, I mean, obviously I don't have feel that way cause I invited you to come on my podcast, but do you feel like yeah, podcasts yeah. are in competition with each other? No, uh, I don't think, think so there's at enough, all because yeah. I think everybody has their own little niche, you right. know, and everybody does their own little thing. And the, look, this is the problem. And uh, I, I, I know this. I mean, I, I do have somewhat of a name, but I'm, I'm still a nobody, especially in the podcasting world. Mm -hmm. Um, I know I'm not going to get famous doing a podcast. I know I'm not going to get rich doing a podcast because I'm not already famous. Um, but you know, I, I love going on other podcasts because it's, it's all promo and it's all, 
it is what it is. I mean, there's one guy that has beef with me. and Yeah, I was going to ask so, you about that. So his name Do- is uh, Dr. Fuck or whatever? But it's Dr. F-U-K-K. So he ranted, yeah, it's, so he it's ranted his about take, you. His, it's because he's a KISS fan. Like, okay. Like, like Dr. Love. Um, and Dr. Love, right. And what happened was um, I do Three Sides of the Coin every once in a while, which is a KISS-based podcast. Mm-hmm. And um, he, he was on two weeks in a row, and then I was on, and it's, his ratings went down, and uh, my ratings went down that one week too. And they, uh, <laughs> they put up this poll. Hmm. Who do you guys like better, Izzy or Dr. Fuck? Well, they put up the poll before my episode came out. Mm. And uh, so I'm like, all right, I'm going to have some fun with this. I'm assuming this guy has a sense of humor. Yeah. And me being the wrestling geek that I am, um, I went on my show and I cut a promo, a a heel promo like you would not believe. I was putting him over. I was making fun of him. I was doing exactly what a good heel promo does. Okay. Like I was... I was like referring to him as uh, like, you guys want to hear some of his show? I'll play some of his show. And I started playing Frankie McDonald, that Canadian weather guy. You know who I'm talking about? <laughs> no. Hey, everybody, there's a big storm coming in. So, I mean, that's the shit I was playing. And I, I was just, it was a joke. Yeah. Dude. I was putting him over. But right? isn't the difference and, uh, in wrestling like they're kind of in on the joke? So this guy wasn't in on the joke. <laughs> Right. Well, dude, it's 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 three sides of the coin. <laughs> I mean, come on. And yeah. I love those guys to death. And they do a great job and they do great numbers. And he knows how those guys are. Yeah. He knows that like they have their personas on the show. And I'm like, well, fuck it. I'm going to have some fun with it. And he got all buttered about it. Mm. And uh, I'm like, all right. Uh, so he, he went on his show and he did his thing. And I I went I had to go back on my show and go, look, it was a joke. It was a yeah. gimmick. Right. You know, get over it. And then I guess he was on another podcast last week running his mouth again. Oh. So I had to go cut another promo on him last week. <laughs> well, this will ever. It's kind of it's got to be good for both of you, though, really. Because I couldn't wait to hear that episode. I really when I saw like your little promo about him, like talking shit and how you got pissed. I was like, oh, I got to hear that. I don't know anything about this little rivalry. I, I got to hear this. I was like really interested in it. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, dude. It's well, I mean, and look, if it keeps up, I've got ideas. Yeah. You know, you, look, run your mouth, brother, because you don't fuck with a comedian who's a wrestling geek at the same time. <laughs> yeah, great. Well, speaking of comedians, um, you had we actually have a mutual guest. We both we both had Craig Gass on our show. Uh, oh, I to, love Craig. Yeah. So he actually does a lot of pro- he did a lot. Of, it sounds like he did a lot of promos for you. Yeah, he did. But he didn't do a Kinnison promo. He didn't? That's the one I wanted. Oh. I didn't even think about it because, I mean, his yeah. Kinnison is so spot on. No, but it is the one spot I always on. play is the Tom Arnold one. Yeah, that's great. That it says he likes fat women. But no, Craig, Craig rules. Yeah, he was like really nice. I was surprised that he wanted to do my show, but I mean, it was like kind of a quick thing because he had to go on stage, but we just did it like really quick. So yeah, he's like really nice, really freaking funny. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you had, uh, you've had some really big names well i don't know if they're big names everywhere the big names to me like ricky rackman from headbangers ball like how did you get i haven't even listened to that episode yet actually how did you come across him? i've had i've had ricky on a couple times oh, okay. um the first time i had him on um because we have all we have mutual friends oh. um and ricky's now one of my friends awesome which is weird i mean that, that that's mm-hmm. the shit that weirds me out about this whole thing is like yeah. no, knowing that i'm friends with ricky rackman and you know like jeff labar from cinderella and blah 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 yeah. but um that was when they were doing the cat house uh uh festival out here um so i had him on to promote it and yada 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 uh but yeah ricky's a bro um and the last time he 
he came on. Fuck, we talked about weather for the first 20 minutes. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he's got to have some good stories. He... He oh, grew up in God, that, yeah. uh, the cat house was like that club in the eighties metal strip. And then like all the legendary stories, like guns and roses started out there and faster pussycat and like all those eighties metal yeah. bands. So he, I got, I got, I guess I got to listen to that episode, but hopefully I'll, I'll I might fast forward to the weather talk though. I, I oh no, the, dude, it's actually, he, he's funny. He's like, dude, what are we going to talk about for an hour? I'm like, just <laughs> wait, <laughs> just yeah. wait. And he's like, dude, it really went by fast. That was good. I'm like, I told you. Yeah, that's awesome. And then you had Eddie Trunk. How did you get Eddie Trunk? That, that's like, he is the probably biggest name in, in rock music in terms of podcasting Eddie, and broadcasting. Eddie is, uh, I, I call Eddie the Howard Stern of rock and roll. That's um, a great, yeah, exactly. He's probably Eddie, him, my, Howard my Stern. Yeah, I was just gonna, sorry. I was just going to say him, Howard Stern, and probably Conan O'Brien are my three biggest influences in terms of doing interviews. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. And Eddie, Eddie rules. Um, I got to know Eddie uh, back in my radio. Actually, no, it was before my radio days uh, when I was when I was writing for that magazine, RX magazine, where I was a sports and music director. Mm -hmm. Um, I I was a fan because, you know, he was he was on Rockin' 101, which is a station that I ended up being on. And that was ironically, that was his very first syndicated station. Oh, you Um, guys were on. Oh, but he wasn't at your station. It was a syndicated version. Yeah, it was a syndicated version. Gotcha. Um, but I mean, but this is before, this is before I was in radio. Um, so I interviewed him for this magazine Mm. and I literally asked him nine questions and he talked for an hour and a half. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. uh, It was literally it. I, when I transcribed it out, it was 13 pages long. Wow. 13 pages long. And And you had to um, edit it, right? Then he came to town and I met him and he was super cool. And then, uh, once I got into radio, um, he was, uh, he had his book coming out, uh, and then the first Monsters of Rock Cruise happened. So I had him on the air for, for the Monsters of Rock Cruise and, mm. and, you know, I've been, you know, working with him on all the cruises, we've become really good friends. He's a, he's a great guy. That's really cool. Yeah. There's a lot of uh kiss talk in that episode. I know like he's always said that so much. He's talked about that many times on his show about how he's not a big fan of the new version of kiss, how those members like replace yeah. the other members and, but use the same makeup. And so uh, that that's a whole nother three and a half hour long. Rabbit hole. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, and then another guest that you had, that's, this is a pretty big name too. You had Adam Carolla on your show. How did you get Adam Carolla on there? The ACE man will do anybody's show. Really? Uh, but at, at, actually, Adam, I've got uh, I, I have history with as well from back in the radio days. Okay. Uh, but Adam, look, Adam's great. He's got this mentality. He's like, look, it's all promotion. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I'll do anybody's show because basically, you know, he's driving home from uh, from his studios and he's stuck in traffic. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, do some promotion. Why not? You yeah, know, he, he's smart. Like that. that's really smart. Yeah. You guys had an interesting conversation. I don't know if you remember the episode, uh, but you talked about football ads and how they were some of the ads in the football games were marketed to women. Do you remember this conversation? Oh yeah. 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 Oh, God, my God, it was so long ago. That was uh, it was Adam Carolla and Sienna Sinclair. I think that episode was, um, yeah. but I don't remember anything about that, but yeah, I do remember something about bringing that up, but I, cause I know he's always got great thoughts on that stuff. Yeah. That kind of stuff. And then you had uh, his buddy, Vinny uh, Tortorich, and that was a great conversation as well. You talk, he, you got, he started out talking about how, uh, hot girls being, I'm sure he's talked about this on Adam Kroll too, but how hot girls being funny, sometimes that they're just attractive girls and guys laugh because they're attractive and not because they're actually funny. Yeah. I, it's like pity laughter. Like, <laughs> oh my God, she's hot. Yeah. Um, right. I, I should laugh at this because yeah. maybe she'll want to do me. Uh, <laughs> no, look, dude, there's, 
uh, I'm going to toe the line here, but uh, <laughs> smart. Well, I mean, look, there's 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 funny girls and there's girls that aren't just aren't funny, but they're right. up there doing stand up comedy. But there's the same thing with guys, too. But it's like, you know, some it's all material to me, but it's but it's everybody's own, you know, everybody's own taste. It's like right. I like dick and fart jokes. I like Andrew Dice Clay. Mm-hmm. You know, I like Kinnison. I like uh, Bill Hicks. I like Don Jameson. I like Florentine. You know, those are the, Dave Attell, Jim Ross. Those are the guys that I uh, Jim Norton because he's a dirty, perverted motherfucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's the shit that I that I find funny. And a lot of gals don't do that type of humor. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's some gals that do 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 that, but right. they like push it too far, and it's almost like they're trying too hard. Yeah. To do that to win over the male crowd, but mm. like I've had Kate Quigley on, and, and she does that kind of humor, but she's fucking hilarious. Has nothing to do with the fact that she's hot. But <laughs> I have to check is. that one out. I don't, I'm not. But it it's look, it, comedy is all personal taste. True, very true. Yeah. Well, now, look, Andrew Dice Clay talked about this, and you know it was on one of his records, and he, I mean, he was harsh, but you know he made a good point. It's like in school, who was the class clown? It was the guys, yeah, because they wanted the attention. True, you know. Usually, now when did you start doing stand up comedy? Because you do stand up comedy yourself, right? I started. Uh, God, I think it was four years ago. Um, you know, I just I put together a three and a half minute set, five minute set, or something like that. I hmm. went down to an open mic. I'm like, well, fuck it, when in Rome. The, you opened up for a fellow comedian. The guy, the guy was also on that metal show, Don Jameson, right? Your friend. I with him? did, I did. That was my second time doing stand up ever, and that wow. was <laughs> that was on the Monsters of Rock cruise when he was opening up for Chips Enough's wedding. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> he's wow. like, Izzy, you still got your five minutes? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, go do it. I'm like, oh, all right, and hmm. I did. Nice. Hello. So you're yeah. still, yeah, you're still uh, doing that but, then. Yeah. And actually I'm opening up for them. Uh, that's the coming night up. Right? That we get off the mega cruise Perfect. That's next Friday night. Cool. So, uh, of all the guests that you've had, who was it? Do you have a personal favorite guest or like maybe a, a best interview that you've you, like, if people oh were going to check you God. out, uh, Jeff Labar is always hilarious. Hmm. Labar From Cinderella, is, the band Cinderella, oh, right? God, listen to those episodes. You'll piss yourself. Really? Um, I, I always I always say, dude, it's like you're the Ace Fraley of uh, of Cinderella. He's like, I, I don't get what that means. <laughs> like, you, yeah, you got the accent and you're fucking hilarious. Okay. <laughs> um, but and then uh another one was John Ett. John Ett Napolitano from Concrete Blonde. Um oh, I've been I remember that band like from a six l- years. And I was oh. actually more nervous about interviewing her and getting her on the phone than I was when I interviewed Ace Frehley. Wow. And Ace Frehley is my god. Oh, so you do you did actually get Ace Frehley on your show? Um yes and no. I recorded it for when I was doing mornings on the Monsters of Rock radio okay. channel. Oh. Um but they're like, "Yeah, go ahead, play it on your podcast." Hmm. So I did. Oh, cool. That's very cool. So Johnette was great cuz it, it it was ironic. We we talked for about an hour and a half and I think we talked about Concrete Blonde for five minutes. Wow. She was, ugh, go back and listen to that okay. episode. It was a year ago yesterday, I believe. I'm trying to remember. I, I remember their song, Joey. That was a great song. Yeah. I think uh, dude, Concrete Blonde is ones. fucking amazing. And in my mind, Johnette is the greatest, not female vocalist, the greatest vocalist I've ever heard in my life. Wow. That's a pretty big compliment. Yeah. So 
kind of piggybacking on the best interview, what was the, uh, what's the worst interview that you've had? Or maybe not necessarily like the, the worst guest, but maybe like you just weren't on your A game or something. Oh my God. I got to think about that. Um, I can't think of any specifics, but uh, I mean, you do this, so you know, it's like, it's yeah. always tough when you get somebody that doesn't really talk. Right. You know, you get like <laughs> yeah. short answers out of them. It's like, come on, expand on that. Yeah. They're not you know? storytellers. They're not storytellers. Yeah. Um, Kip was tough, um, but Kip was hilarious at the same time. Because I, hmm. I, I, I was I, I was pretty nervous about interviewing Kip. Kip Winger um, from uh, Winger? Kip Winger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even though I know him, I, I was still kind of nervous because I'd never interviewed him before. Um, but so it was that one was kind of tough. Cause, and it's tougher when it's on the phone. It's so much easier when you're in person. Yeah. Because um, you can read off of, you know, body language and yada, yada, yada. True. Because um, you don't know when somebody's going to stop talking if they're on the blower. Right. <laughs> that's know? true. That's good. But uh, no, Kip was great. Kip was, hmm. Kip, I mean, don't get me wrong. Kip was amazing. Yeah. I Is was it... just, I, I don't think I was at my best with that one. Okay. So besides uh, musician and uh, musicians and comedians, you've also interviewed some porn stars. So tell me oh, about that. Oh, yes. Is that weird is that awkward anyway i mean you, i think on the no, last one you not. said i hope my it's mom's not. not listening like i hope my mom's not listening to these episodes by the way <laughs> no porn stars are great porn stars are amazing because you know they play the role of the porn star where they're on the mic you know it's like getting a, a wrestling uh like a wrestling guy in character you know um <laughs> have you had that by the way have you had any wrestlers on your show since you're a wrestler um, guy um i've had uh rvd came on rob van dam um and ddp came on and then well last week or this week i had big john uh i don't know any of those people because i don't know Uh, wrestling but i know a lot of people i I have some friends that are really into it so maybe they would yeah (laughs) yeah well big john just kind of got back into it okay Um, big john was brett michael's personal security guard oh that'd be a fun uh, and so he was on rock of love and he toured with poison and a whole bunch of bands and did security whole bunch of bands but um he, he's got he used stories. to wrestle back in the 90s and then he fucked his neck up and he got uh, gun shy and now he's back in it um with uh i can't remember the promotion's name um but his group is called the five most wanted so he was just on this week and big john's great yeah so do the porn star episodes are they higher rated than some of the other episodes oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah that because just goes sex, shows, sex sells i guess huh their perverted fans want to hear it Okay. And, uh, right. I, dude, I I love having them on though because they're they're funny and they're witty and like I said, they're in they're in character. Moving on to music. Uh, so yeah, your yeah. your favorite. I know Kiss is one of your favorite bands, right? Yeah. Yep. So I mean, obviously, Ace, you're you're in an Ace Freely cover or tribute band, I guess you would call it, right? Correct. It's yep. called Ack. And uh, can you tell Ack. me about that because that's a very specific kind of cover band i mean i've heard of obviously there's kiss cover or cover bands or tribute right. bands but not it's very specific to only ace freely songs and not only his songs in kiss but his solo songs as well right yeah it look i when i when i started it it's like yeah God, there's just just there's new kiss tributes that pop up every week it's mm-hmm. like nashville chicken joints in la five thousand of them pop up every month um it's like dude it's been done it's just so been done. Right. And I'm like, fuck it. I mean, if I'm going to do this, like, let's do it. Let's, let's do it fun. You know, let's do ace, you know, and yeah. that way we can play some of the solo stuff and the song that stuff that he wrote in kiss and some of the stuff that he plays live from kiss that he didn't write, 
Um, and I started mm. uh, started with a cat by the name of uh, Minnesota Pete Campbell, mm. who's a drummer for a band called Pentagram, um, which is like they came out in the 70s. Now, Pete's young. Um, yeah. He obviously he's not one of the original guys, but Pentagram is basically uh, America's Black Sabbath because mm. they came out in like 1970, okay. like right around Sabbath was breaking here. Um so I started it back home and I got a I got a bunch of guys back home I play with and then I came out here and I uh recruited Chad Stewart from Faster Pussycat and Johnny Martin from LA Guns and now we got Alex Kane from Life Sex and Death and wow. enough's enough. That's a pretty uh that's a pretty good uh band then. I didn't know all the other members. Those are pretty big names actually. I mean to to me, yeah. the people who know that that scene. So yeah, that's very cool. Um, I look at it this way. I, I get to play kiss songs with my friends. Exactly. Yeah. And you, are you guys the only ACE freely tribute band are out there? I think there's a couple others, but oh, okay. I mean, we don't see, and we don't get to play that often um, um, because those guys are always on tour. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So what are your other favorite bands besides kiss? Uh, Richie Cotson. Oh, and you, Richie so you're a fan Cotson. of the winery dogs. I love the winery dogs. Yeah. That pretty much is Richie I, Cotson, right? Yeah, well, it's I I love the dogs, but Cotson solo stuff moves me. Hmm. I mean, I I've sat down and just go on uh go on YouTube and he posted this. Um he's got this DVD from 2015 mm-hmm. from Japan live. Okay. And you don't know how much Jack Daniels I've drank to that. It just, wow. you know, it's like you're in that mood and those songs are so moving and so you feel what 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 inspired that song mm-hmm. and he's uh, and, and the stuff that he recorded like his greatest hits I think that was what that tour was from mm-hmm. um I mean uh, that whole record is him everything guitar bass drums keys vocals everything wow and he the dude is oh, the dude's a savant yeah, he's like a he's like he's he's the white prince, and he grew up in Philly, so he's got that you know that Philly soul in him. Yeah, you know, the, the he was in school. Poison too for yeah, an yeah. album, right? I really like that album, the Native Tongue. Yeah, yeah, that Poison record, yeah, mm-hmm. the one Poison record he was on, but he wrote a lot of that. Yeah, good stuff, cool. And so, um, and then you like you said earlier, you do an organized uh, jam session at the Lucky Strike live in Hollywood. Are you still doing that? Yeah, um, I'm I, I'm the MC. I'm the pretty face on stage. It's yeah. uh, put on by a guy by the name of Steve Ferlazzo, who is the uh, music director and keyboard player for Avril Lavigne. Yeah, um, okay. But yeah, it's it's once a month. It's an all star jam type thing. You had some pretty um, big names. Jackson Brown showed up and Bill Ward from Black Sabbath. Oh, yeah. Jackson came down and did an entire set wow. for free. There's no cover. Did he people know he was coming or he just popped band. in or? What's that? Did, did people know he was coming or he just popped yeah, in? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's still yeah. very cool. Oh, no. It was awesome. And he was so nice. It was so cool. Uh, yeah. We've had some big names. I mean, Nuno plays there all the time. Uh, Nuno Benton plays Court. there. Okay. Um, Ginger Baker's kid played there. Um, God, who else have we had? I'm just trying to think. It's been so many. That's um, neat. But yeah, dude, it's it's awesome. And then tell me about uh, you talk about this too, the Monsters of Rock cruise. So it sounds like an awesome gig because you basically you get a free cruise and you get to hang out with all the bands. I mean, that's like a dream gig. How how did you land that? You said you knew somebody that you used to work with that got you. That um, job what happened was it started when I was in, in, in at Rock and One Hundred One, and I was like I was the promotions guy for Rock and One Hundred One, and I came across a cruise and it was the very first one. Um, so we went through this company 
to uh, do a trade deal to uh, get a cabin to give away. And uh, we ended up being the very first station in the country to do anything with them. So they called us and thanked us and said they invited us on. Um, oh. So the first two years I was there, you know, with the radio station and, you know, just helping out everything, they, anything they wanted us to do. And um, then I'm like, dude, I got ideas. And uh, and Larry Moran, God bless him. I mean, he listened to me and he's like, all right, I love it. And I told him, it's like, well, here's the thing. I'm moving to Los Angeles, so I'm not going to be part of the radio station anymore. He's like, you seem like you have good sea legs. You want to do all three cruises? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And that was uh, 2014 was my first run um, with my good friend, uh, um, Brian Ott, who we do. We host a karaoke together and I'm the pretty face on stage. He's the DJ and we're both we just. We kind of do it like imagine Dick La- Dick's Last Resort meets the Gong Show. Okay, yeah, that's kind of how we run it. Have we a, just a it's just no you... holds barred. Okay. It's but it's all fun, of course. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're not assholes to anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so and it it just worked, you know. And then on the Monsters cruises and on this Megadeth cruise, which we leave on Sunday for, um, I I'm doing I host a jam for the cruisers, so the cruisers get a chance to get up and play, and I get to mix the artists in with them. It's pretty cool. That's very fun. Yeah. So you, I mean, you get to go for free and everything's paid for, right? Oh yeah. I, oh yeah. I get paid. That's I awesome. Get paid. That's very yeah, cool. It's, it's awesome. I, it's, it, I'm, I am I'm so thankful for that gig. Yeah. And cabins are still available for, uh, I think it's, is it February is the next monsters of rock cruise. Go to monsters of rock cruise.com. I'm going to get into Gene Simmons mode here for a second. <laughs> Go to monsters of rock cruise.com. Check out the cruise. Get yourself on the cruise, and you can hang out with rock stars and Izzy Presley. That sounds very. That sounds like a lot of fun. If I can afford it, I, I'm in. I'm going to do that. I've never been on a cruise either, so I think dude, be, you. This really is the fun. thing. This is the thing. I had never been on a cruise before either, and it ruined every cruise for me. I do not want to go on a regular cruise right. ever. Yeah, because it's you're hanging out with all these rock stars, and you kind of you kind of you get a little bit of the VIP treatment because you're hosting. Yeah. Well, look, it, it's. It's not the the it's yeah it's cool to hang out with you know people that you know were on my fucking wall when I was a kid, mm-hmm. but it's the people, mm-hmm. the 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 cruisers because it's literally a big family. Um, every year it's like a family reunion. There's never any fights. Everybody's there for the same reason. Everybody loves each other. We're just there partying and having a good time and enjoying the music and remembering, you know, remembering our youth. And that's yeah. what it's all about. It's, it's fucking great, man. That is great. So, you know, you hang out with all these other bands. Um, do you know of any like kind of up and coming rock bands that no one's heard of that? Uh, are you, you know, are you following that scene, the newer bands? Um, it, no, not no, really. No. Like um, you haven't heard Dirty so Honey or in my Rival Sons age. or any of those? Uh, Rival Sons, I mean, I, I don't really dive into them, but uh, Dirty Honey is supposed to be really good. Yeah. Um, and I know about them because of Eddie Trunk. Yeah, I was going to say, it turns Eddie out Trunk One of the people about, that plays at all the jams is their bass player. Right. So they're opening up probably for Guns N' Roses. Them. Yeah, sorry. No, I was just saying that Dirty uh, Honey's opening up for Guns N' Roses in Vegas. I'm yeah, going to go yeah, see yeah, them yeah. in Yeah, they're the bass player, so Justin. Be... Uh, I know yeah. him. I, I didn't even realize that he was in the fucking band. <laughs> you know? Wow. Okay. So, yeah, of all you, and I heard you say the other day, too, that you're friends with Ian Karabi. Is that John Karabi's? Yeah. Son? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. he, because John Karabi was once the singer of Motley Crue. So how did you become Correct. friends with his son? Um, John, John's on the cruise every year. 
Oh, okay. That makes sense. I got to know his son because I know John's ex-wife, Valerie, mm-hmm. um, who was on the cruise one year with, with Ian, and that's how I got to know him. And Ian's great. I love him. That's very cool. So my last music question, is there any uh, guilty pleasures or music styles that you like that maybe aren't rock that you're kind of ashamed of? Or uh, I'm not ashamed at all. Okay. I fucking love Barry Manilow. Wow. Okay. Interesting. I would not uh, have dude, pictured and- you as a Barry Manilow guy or Days of Our Lives, but... I'm learning a lot. I am the only straight man you will ever meet that loves shopping, grocery shopping, Barry Manilow, and Days of Our Lives. <laughs> that is an interesting combo for a straight man. You're right. Yeah, that's yeah, great. Yeah, exactly. No, I mean, I, I I love country. I love country music. Well, that's right, because um, you said you were starting a country band, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm not really ashamed about any of the music I listen to. That's good. I, I, I don't consider it a guilty pleasure. I mean, yeah. everybody knows I love Barry Manilow. How can you not love Barry Manilow? He wrote the songs. Yeah. Copacabana, that was a great one. I did that oh, karaoke. Dude. See? Yeah. You I like know all, all the songs. Oh, I like all sorts of different kinds of music. I just think it's funny when people, you know, you're kind of perceived as a rock guy. So it'd be funny yeah, that yeah. If you listen to other kinds of music. It kind of might surprise people. I don't know if people knew that, but you said you're not ashamed, so that now they know. No, not at all. Dude, I like the 70s pop music is just amazing. Amazing. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it, just all the 70s rock. I mean, the 70s was an amazing decade for music in je- like everything about it, like the folk rock. Yeah. The I'm, I'm not yeah. as big a fan of the dancing disco stuff, but everything yeah. else. I do I love the fucking Bee Gees, though. Yeah, they got they're pretty catchy songs. They're still saying the, the so test of time, talented, right? so yeah. talented, and peaches and herb. Are you killing me? Are you kidding me? Peaches and herb yeah, and, reunited, uh, and it feels so uh, good. And, uh, Seals and Croft. Yeah, it's good stuff. Is that kind of your era? Was the seventies then? I was born in seventy two. Okay, so yeah, you were a kid in the seventies, and yeah, yeah, okay. So you got some other things going on. Are you still developing this movie? Or, or are you writing it or producing it? It's a, it's a World War II love story. Tell me about that. Yeah, um, I, I can't get really too far into it because okay. uh, it's still it's still in the writing process. But, I mean, we it, we decided to turn it into a series. Oh. Uh, um, and we've got the pilot wrote, written, wrote. Um, I just don't know how to take the next step. Gotcha. Who are you working? So, can you say who you're working on it with? Or, um, it's uh, it's based off my 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 friend Joe, um, off of his grandpa. Okay. Um, because what we have from his grandpa, um, from World War II, and then uh, we have a mutual writing friend by the name of uh, James, uh, by James. What the fuck is his last name? Uh, James. Well, just call him James. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, he's not anybody like famous anybody. No, okay. all, but he's a very, very talented writer. Oh. Um, so you know, yeah, he's uh, when he came in and we told him what we had, he's like, I need to sit down because oh. you do not realize what you have here. Oh, wow! Now I can't we wait just, to see this I just don't know up. how to take the next step because hmm. it's L.A. Everybody has a script. Sure. Yeah. It sounds like it's kind of like with your podcast stuff, though, it's kind of who you know. That's how you got all the guests, like networking. Probably yeah. the same thing with the movie and TV stuff, right? Yeah. Absolutely. At least you're in the right city for that. At least you're not in Minnesota trying to do that. That would be a lot of Right. Harder. Exactly. Or Sheboygan. Yeah. So, you know, your life philosophy, I read this on your bio, that have fun, live your life, and don't be a douche. So tell me, yeah. tell me what that means to you is it's just is just that what it is like very simple or is there a deeper meaning to that straightforward man it's like dude have fun live your life don't let anybody tell you what you're doing wrong 
And then uh, just don't be a goddamn dick. Yeah. You know? Have you experienced a lot of dicks in LA? <laughs> Either on no. the podcast or no. doing no. ride chairs? Well, maybe or... on the trannies. But, uh... <laughs> God. No, um... No, honestly, I haven't. Everybody's got this, um... The stigma about LA is like, yeah, everybody's fucking douchebags out there, man. Everybody's a dick. Everybody's got an agenda. I haven't found that at all. Mm -hmm. But then again, I hang out with the rock crowd. I don't go to the clubs. That's where the douchebags hang out. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, honestly, I, I, I seriously, I have not really encountered it. It's interesting. So I, my, I don't know if you know, my background is in education. I spent 17 years working in the schools, and then um, I'm, you know, I'm starting to get this podcast off the ground. And um, so I'm starting, you know, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm technically in the entertainment business. I mean, I'm on the very bottom pond scum of the, but just having the, the few interactions I've had with musicians and comedians, they're so nice. It's very bizarre. I'm not used to like everyone being over the top nice. And the ones that like, when I ask people to do my podcast, like if they don't want to, they, they don't say anything mean and they just, they just ghost you. They don't, they just ignore you. Right. But like, and then the people yeah. that say yes, they're like, they're, they're so over the top nice. Have you kind of experienced the same thing when you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, like with John Nett, I mean, it took me six years. Um, and well, now so it's like he... we email back and forth all the time. So was you he know? saying some, no? Was sometimes he, was it he just, just takes time. Look, here, here's a good example. Um, even though he hasn't been on the show yet, uh, about a year ago, Fozzie was playing um, at the Whiskey. And uh, my one of my Where's roommates uh, knows Jericho. So we were oh. with Jericho at the Rainbow afterwards. And uh, I'm like, yeah, I'm, dude, I'm sorry about bugging you all the time about doing the podcast. He's like, hey, man, persistence is all is what it's all about. He's like, I'll do it. It hasn't happened yet. He said he'd do it. <laughs> yeah, I've had that. I've had that experience too. I don't. And now I've learned that I can't tell anybody who my next guest is because sometimes somebody will say yes, and I get really excited. I'm like, oh, this is a big name. I can't believe this. And then. I'll try to follow up with them to schedule it. And then they just ghost me. And I'm like, Oh, I guess they don't want to do. Well, sometimes they get busy too. Yeah. Sometimes they forget. Yeah. You know, it happens. But yeah, for the most part, I don't think any, but no one's ever just like told me like, Oh, your podcast sucks. Screw you. And like, you know, or told me like, they've never been like a dick about it. Everyone's either just, like I said, either kind of ghosted me or they've said yes. And then they've been like almost over the top. Nice about it. It's, so I kind of like that part of this you know, working with musicians and comedians and those kinds of people. Yeah. And maybe it's too, because they're living their dream. So they, they're really happy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Unless you catch them on a bad day. <laughs> oh, have you, you got some stories there? Oh no, no, oh. no. You haven't had, you haven't had any, like on the monsters of rock cruise, you've never seen some uh, rock star tantrums or anything crazy like that. Oh, we had a Sebastian Bach meltdown on stage once. Really? Um, I love Sebastian on, uh, Bach. I, I do too. I do too. And Sebastian, and I'm not ripping on Baz at all. I'm I don't I don't know him. Yeah. Um, I met him twice, and, and he was super nice to me. I mean, it was like a fan yeah. meet and greet, but you know, well, he was I still think, really cool. The thing with Sebastian, and I've had this conversation on the air with with people yeah. that know him, and he's sober. Sebastian and uh, has three bottles of wine in him. Sebastian are two different people. It's Jekyll oh, and Hyde. Really? Um, Sober Sebastian is fucking great. And like I said, I do not know Sebastian. So I guess, you know, I've never, so I'm, because I'm not a friend, I've never been a friend of his when he's drunk and been around him and having fun, yada, yada, yeah. yada. But uh, it, it happened on the Monsters Cruise. Um, we were doing the Motor Bowie Jam because it was right after uh, Bowie and Lemmy had died. Um, so we 
uh, Larry had me put together this all-star uh, motor Bowie jam. And uh, I asked him to sing. He's like, eh. like, all right, cool, whatever. Then all of a sudden he decided he wanted to sing. So he came up, which is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then also he's like, dude, he, he fucking grabs the mic. He's like, who the fuck is this guy with the camera? He's following me all over the place. Get him the fuck out of here. It's like, and I'm standing on stage right next to this. I'm just like, this is actually happening right now. (laughs) That was actually a really good Sebastian Bach impression. Hold on, hold on. Let me say this. He did apologize to him later. Okay. Yeah. Did you see his latest meltdown on Twitter? Yeah. And then he apologized for that too, but it was kind of weird. At least he... At least he's taking responsibility and saying, look, I'm sorry, I... I, I was having a bad day. I apologize. Yeah, I yeah. didn't mean to come at you like that. That's true. We've all had those days. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Crazy. You ever had those days? You ever had a bad day where you're taking it out on someone else? Or? I try not to. Mm. I, I really try not to. I, I mean, I wear my emotions on my sleeve. Another thing that, you know, that is really cool that you do. Um, I always end my podcast with a charity or some sort of cause. And this, I read this on your uh, bio that you, you do, you're involved in the Bulldog Rescue Charity, and you have every guest sign a bottle of Jack Daniels, and then you auction that bottle off, and you donate 100% of the proceeds to sponsor a Bulldog. Yeah, well, uh, I had, uh, very early on in the show, I had uh, a couple gals on from that, because I love Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never owned one. I've only petted one once, but I love them. They're just so damn cute. Yeah. Um, so the the first one I did, I, I donated to them. Uh, this, actually, this... God, was it the first or second bottle? One of the bottles I donated to uh, uh, the Dio Cancer Fund. Um, so I kind of switch off. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them um, I donated all to a GoFundMe for one of my friends who is having heart problems and heart transplant and going through all that shit. Wow. Um, so, I mean, they all, everyone, it, it does go to a charity or somebody in need. You know, it's, it's not giving back a ton but it's giving back a little bit, you know, and it's, you know, it, it, it feels good to be able to do something like that. Yeah. Even a little, I mean, especially like, you know, in our stages right now where we are with our podcasts and stuff, you know, it's like we can only do a little, but hopefully we grow our podcasts and then we both get huge and become giant famous people. And then we can get back millions. Right. Isn't that the the dream? Right. Yeah. But like I said, it ain't happening unless you're already famous brother. Yeah. You never know though. No, you never know. It's an uphill. It's an uphill battle. Yes, yes. But what's that? It's an uphill battle. But in the meantime, isn't it just? Oh, it is. Isn't it just fun doing? I'm having a blast right now talking to you. Like I, I don't know. Oh, dude, it's great, man. It's great. It's like when I do my my solo show, the Izzy Presley show. Yeah. Ah, I just love venting. Yeah. I just love venting. So that one's different. My best. Yeah. Alone, if I'm if I'm pissed off about something and I can just go and Mm -hmm. go and go. That's when I'm at my best. So that one's different than another effing pod. So the another effing is just going to be more of the interviews. And then the Izzy yeah, Presley show is going to be more yeah. like you venting and going on rants and stuff. Yeah. And I'm still like, if I don't have a guest lined up, I'll have my roommate Matt come up. Um, and Matt was uh, with Interscope Records. And he was, I don't know if you listened to the Van Halen episode that we did about a week ago. No. Um, that was, uh, that we did that on the Izzy Presley show. It was supposed to be on another effing podcast, but I oh. forgot to switch them. Okay. So when it broadcast live, it broadcasted under under the Izzy Presley show, but it's uh, the Izzy Presley show now does have its own iTunes. Cause I, f- I, I think what happened is when I started doing the Izzy Presley show in conjunction with another effing podcast, mm-hmm. 
it affected the pod the the numbers in the podcast because it got away from what another F podcast was. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because oh, okay. I, I think people just wanted the interviews. They wanted yeah, this, the music talk. Yeah, they wanted they want stuff the like that. Right. And then when I started talking about stories, and uh, it just kind of took away and it brought those numbers down. Plus, you know, you and that's something you can't do. You got to stick with what you do mm-hmm. because there are literally 900,000 podcasts on iTunes. And you're just another fucking podcast. <laughs> and I'm just another I just love that podcast. name. Um, one thing I forgot to ask about, we're going back to music. Um, you, you interviewed Robbie Crane the other day. And again, if people are not into the 80s rock scene, they probably have no idea who this is. But this guy was a bass player for Vince Neil, Billy Idol, Rat. Uh, he's in the Black Star Riders right now. But I thought yeah. you were going to ask him about what happened with Vince Neil and him. Because I, th- I heard like, I swear, and I might have read this 20 years ago in Metal Edge, but didn't like, wasn't there a big riff with him and Vince Neil? Like he got fired? Or am I thinking of Vicky Fox or was it both of them? I don't know. Okay, but he didn't. T- he didn't say anything know. on the podcast no, he didn't, about no, nothing came out. The, the way it made it sound is like, dude, him and Vince are cool. Okay, because he yeah. had nothing but good things to say about. Yeah, that's what it sounded like. So maybe I was just confusing that with with Vicky Fox, and may, and maybe Metal Edge just totally, you know, went off the deep end on that and just wanted a story. I have no idea, but I always wondered about that. I was like, what happened? Why did he get out of the band? But probably sometimes it's just creative differences, or maybe even if there was something that. 20 years go by everybody forgets about it right, right? or yeah. vince went back to crew yeah that's uh, that was a piece of it too yeah that's a big piece of it <laughs> so um well is there anything else um before we wrap up that uh you want to promote or you got another effing podcast your izzy presley show monsters of rock cruise uh act the ace freely tribute band the uh, lucky strike live jam session in hollywood did I forget anything? <laughs> um, yeah, dude, just follow me on fucking. Uh, oh yeah, all the, everything, everything, Twitter, at, Facebook, at real Izzy Presley, Instagram. You're on all that shit. In, yep, Instagram, yeah. Twitter, and uh, and Facebook uh, at real Izzy Presley. Then the show page for another effing podcast is another effing podcast. Right. Yeah, I'm on all that stuff too. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I think I have like ten Twitter followers. <laughs> uh, Twitter's hard to get followers. It seems like I don't. It is. It is. Strange. I mean, unless you have tits. And sometimes a cock um, or fame, I think that or talent. Or fame, or, fame yeah. helps. Fame helps. Fame yes, yes. But um, okay, well, thank you so much, Izzy, for doing this podcast. I really appreciate oh, it. Of course, man. Anytime and, you want. Okay, very cool. I hope to look forward uh, to you know maybe we can hang out in the future. Do you have an actual studio in LA, or you just how do you do the po- your podcasts there? My uh, quote unquote studio is my bedroom. So all the porn stars have been in my bedroom. Bobby Brown has been in my bedroom. Um, and the rock stars as well. Huh? That's pretty cool. Rock stars as well, but most importantly, the porn stars and Bobby Brown. <laughs> okay, you really wanted to hit that home. Awesome. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's it, the new. That's the new place. The old place. I uh, used to call it the Hurt Locker, which was the name of the 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 guy that lived in that room before called it the Hurt Locker. So, it, but I should start calling this the Hurt Locker. Hmm. Okay, I like that. It's a great name, the Hurt Locker. Do you ever post pictures of the Hurt Locker? I want to see this. I'm so curious. Uh, some okay cool (laughs) man well thank you so much for doing this Uh, we'll get it out on all the social media and uh you could share it and uh follow both of us on social media yeah tag me okay thanks man that's what she said (laughs) hey all right bye later brother okay thank you everybody for listening we got more episodes of the chuck shoot podcast and there's also the chuck and josh podcast we have over 50 episodes of that so check those out i'm out